Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. What is up, everybody? It is Teb's Talks, the premier useless podcast. I am your host, as always, Jason Tebs. Yesterday, I went into the office at my place of employment. It's been a hot minute since I've been in there. And I didn't go, like, for the full work day. I only went for a specific activity that I was doing with my department head that essentially broke down what I value in work, uh, what motivates me, what what I need when it comes to my job, essentially. And it was this little activity. I, I forgot to ask if it had a specific name, but there are specific cards with keywords on them, things like um, independence, things like praise, things like uh, money, different categories of different things that might motivate somebody in a workplace environment. And like 10 or so cards would get laid out in front of you and you picked anywhere between like one and three that really resonated with you. Uh, then 10 more would get and essentially a different category would get laid out. Then you'd pick like one to three. And there were six different ones. And then of those, you know, 12 or so that you picked, you then got down to like your top five. So what are like the top five things that would motivate you in a workplace environment? And the five I came down to, and you're not supposed to like take a whole ton of time to think about it, but you're also not supposed to like gut instinct it. Um, but the five I came down to were collaboration, self-improvement slash learning skills, um, work-life balance, freedom, flexibility, and mobility. And then the last one was creativity. So those were like my top five things where in a workplace, that's what I value. Like that motivates me. That is what I want out of a workplace. I want want a place where I I can have some freedom, have a good work-life balance, learn some new things, collaborate with some people occasionally, and then be creative, right? And part of the activity was like, okay, rate or put on a scale how well your current job is providing these different things. So for example, my job has a great work-life balance. I've been able to work from home for the past year. You know, we're going two days, we're going a hybrid model where it'll be two days in the office, but it's still very flexible from there. And it's like, well, I've been working from home. I've just felt like I can respond to the needs of my own personal life and my family way easier. And my, my schedule is very flexible. I can do what I need to do when I need to do it. Pretty nice. So I have, I have a pretty good work-life balance and I rated that very highly. On the flip side, I scored creativity very low. There aren't a whole ton of places in my work of, you know, in my employment where I get to be creative and I get to just create things. My hobbies are doing this podcast, you know, making short little videos on the special project I'm doing, writing, doing stories for Dungeons and Dragons. I love telling stories. I love presenting stories. I love acting stories. I love that. Like, I absolutely love being in those positions. And I don't get to do that at my job. And, you know, 
I was I was talking with my department head like hey you know what does it mean like how can we help improve different things like what opportunities are available that we can help you with to feel like you are having these things achieved for you um, and it, it was it was a fantastic discussion and I came away from it like very positive I, I had a very positive experience with it I think it was a very positive conversation and honestly. I think it's a conversation that everybody should have with their manager. My, you know, my manager was explaining, you know, what works for one person isn't going to work for the next person. And my role as a manager is to try the best I can within my capabilities to work with the different ways that motivate and inspire the different people. Because I guarantee you, you know, the things that I put and that I wrote down and the things that we discussed are going to be completely different than other people on my team and especially other people in my department right so how does he as our manager facilitate all these different people with different opinions with different inspirations with different motivators how does he represent them equally like that's his job and part of his job is understanding what motivates us and then part of our job is you know these are the things that are going to drive and motivate me. How can I be a forward thinking employee to utilize whatever skills are behind these driving forces or facilitate, oh, hey, this is something that I'm really going to enjoy. This is something that I'm really going to have a drive to do. I'm going to put my name in it and like be a part of what's going to motivate me. Put, put my name on the table or... Is that how the saying goes? Put my name on the table? I don't think it's that's exactly it. But also, it just kind of helped me put things a little bit into perspective. Um, I want to I be very careful with how I say the next thing. Because I, I was talking to my manager. And I was like, yeah, in my current position, I don't feel like I get to be very creative. And I would say creativity is like the main thing I want. I want to be creative. That's why I do podcasts. That's why I make little short videos that I'm doing the special project with. That's why I wrote a book. That's why I love Dungeons and Dragons. That's why I play World of Warcraft and like get into role-playing my character. That's why I love telling stories. I love telling jokes. I love being the spotlight, the center of attention, acting, performing. That's, that's the number one thing I want in a job and I I often say like oh what would my dream jobs be voice actor I think that'd be incredibly fun owning a media company where I can just like create things constantly I think would be really fun like acting in of itself um I, I would rather be a voice actor than a traditional actor you know you could say doing this podcast like if I could do it full time all these different things you know I I say oh those would be my dream jobs but I'm like hey you know, the job I have right now is a huge blessing in my life. It's not like I'm going to just drop it from this conversation and be like, oh, I realize I'm not getting enough creative fulfillment from this job, so I'm just going to leave. Like, no, that, that's that's not what this conversation was about. But it did put it into perspective where now I kind of understand why the jobs I've had in days past and my current job, even though I can perform really well, And even though I might be like, oh, like, let's take my last job. There was this whole point system where essentially the more work you can do, (coughs) 
the more points you accumulate. And there was like one month that I had, I was always on the upper echelon of people that like point totals of work that I did. I was always up there. And then there was one month where I like completely blew it out of the water and I got a shout out and I got recognition and I got praise like, Hey, our top performer in the whole department this month was Jason Tepps. We're in the auditorium. Everybody claps for me. And after that, and during that whole shout out, I, I wasn't happy. It's like, yeah, cool. You know, I'm glad I could help out. I'm glad I did well. I'm glad I'm getting recognition. I just didn't understand like, why do I f- still feel so sucky? Let's take the job I'm currently in. I was, as the VP put it, the superstar for the quarter. So our fiscal year quarter, February, March, April, I was like the top performer in our department, according just to metrics we hit. Now, different teams have slightly different metrics they need to hit, but... There are four. There are five total things that you're supposed to hit in the quarter. I achieved four of the five. The next best person achieved. You know, there were like three people that got three of the five, so on and so forth. And it was a rough quarter for everybody. But I was like, oh, you know, Jason's the only person that got four out of five things in the quarter. He's the superstar. And it's like, great. I'm glad I could do the work. I started the month on a performance plan. I ended up. I, or I started the quarter on a performance plan. I ended the quarter superstar for the quarter. Like, I'm glad I could work well. I'm glad I could be number one, I guess. But even with the recognition and the praise and the fat bonus that I got for the quarter, I'm still, I was still just like, I, there's just something missing. Like, there, I, I'm not as happy as I feel like I should be about this. I'm not as fulfilled by this accomplishment as I feel like I should be. Why? And it was this conversation I had with my manager where I realized, oh, it's because a huge part of what makes me fulfilled in a job and what like motivates me and what my passions and my drive is, is just completely missing from the job that I have. And on one hand, like that sucks. It might sound like, oh, it just doesn't seem like, like, it just sounds like when you say this, you're looking to go somewhere else. You're looking to do something else like this shouldn't be for you. And to that, I say, no, 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 like I can still do great work with what I'm doing. I've shown I can. It provides for me and my family. I got a fat bonus. It was all nice, well and dandy. And I can do creative things on the side. But now I understand so much better that even though I've been in positions where I've been the number one person in a whole department, both at my old job and this job, why I still feel the same way I do. I was telling my boss, I was like, you know, I, I got that shout out. And the thing that went through my mind was I can't do this again. This is going to sound incredibly negative, but I've already, you know, talked to my manager about this. We had a fantastic conversation. I'm, I'm kind of hitting some of the like key. Whoa points. I'm not giving like the whole context of the whole entire conversation, but I was like, that's what went through my mind. And he's like, why not? And I was like, it's not that I don't think I could perform that well again. Like I have the physical capabilities to do the job again. I was just like, something about me was like, I, I can't go through that same system again. I can't go through the same old, same old 
again. And he's like, it's because you're not feeling creatively fulfilled. He's like, this to you is such a key part of what motivates you and drives you. And you feel like you're not getting it here. And he's like, that's completely understandable. And he's like, to my, you know, what I understand, the people that value the creativity the most are often the ones that like, not are the, not, I, I said the saddest. He didn't use that exact word, but I was like, he's like, you know, they're the ones that will like have those same struggles where even though they're getting all this praise and even though they're in a position that people would love to be in, like, it's just that creative part of them. That's like, okay, I, I need to be doing something creative right now. Like I need to be working on X, Y, Z and go into that next thing. And so their mind can't just sit there and accept the praise and be like, sweet, I, I did a great job. It's sitting there thinking like, especially if you're doing something that's not so creative, it's just it's sitting there racking itself, desperately trying to be creative. I was just like, okay, that made me feel a little better. Um, my manager also had another fantastic quote because I, I said, hey, I went the very traditional route in my life. You go to college, you major in something that's generally business. You get a job doing generally business stuff for a company that does generally business stuff and it gives you a paycheck and you can provide for your family. And then, you know, if you have the time and energy and luxury to do the creative, interesting things you want to do as like a side project, you do it there. And I went what I felt like was the safe route. And I feel like I made the wrong decision. But I'm not willing to take a risk enough to be like, hey, maybe I should have majored in acting. Or maybe I should have gone more into some creative pursuit and did that more rather than going this traditional route. But, you know, if I can get a job for a company, I know when my paycheck's coming in, I know how much it's going to be. And I can budget around that and I can build my life around that. If you're in a creative field, especially if you're doing like commissions, you're like self-employed doing commissions, you don't know when that next payout's going to be. You don't know how big that next payout's going to be. If you're an actor, you got to audition for roles. You don't know if you're going to get it. If you do get it, you still don't fully know how much it's going to pay, right? And he's like, dude, I, I get you. I am very much the same way where it's like, I, I don't like, taking risks like that and here's the quote he said and it's probably a pretty common quote but this is the first time he said it he's like i'm more comfortable with the devil i know than the devil i don't another way of saying it is like is the grass you know is the grass really greener on the other side where i know what to expect at my current job i know when my paycheck's coming i know how to do my tasks i've shown that i can be the number one person in a quarter for the work i'm doing i know this devil like I might feel a little defeated that I don't get to be creative. I I might feel a little defeated that, you know, it's not something I'm super passionate about. But at the very least, I know what I'm getting into. But I don't know if I made some leap to something else, what devil's going to lie over there. You know, if I make a leap, will I fall flat on my face, lose all my income, blow through all my savings, and then have to start back at square one? If I make a leap will I not like it as much as I thought and then come to resent what I thought I loved if I take a leap you know will all things go really well and I put so much time and effort into it that 
I end up neglecting other valuable things that I love so much in my life where they come to resent the work I'm doing. You know, an example of that last one is if, if I were to say start my own media company and I am putting 12 hours a day, six days a week into it. Well, my wife wants to have a relationship with me. My wife wants to see me. I want to be with my wife. You know, where do you draw that balance of I'm really trying to give 110% into something that I feel like in the long run will pay off where, you know, hopefully in the short run, we're going to be okay while we're just trying to get our feet underneath us and get everything figured out. I don't know what devil lies on the other side, but I know, I know the devil I'm working with right now. And it's like, I've had this job for almost two years. I've worked through it for almost two years. This most recent fiscal quarter for my company, I was the number one performer in my department. Obviously I can tango with this devil, but it's still a devil. And I still like hate that there's a devil just hanging out. And that, that really opened my eye. Like I loved that quote. It really opened my eyes where it's like, yeah, I am that person. I've always been that person where I'm like, hey, I'm comfortable with the devil that's by me. I'm afraid, I'm scared of what's to come. Let's take you know, an ambition of my wife. She wants to go back to school and we've had these conversations like, how are we gonna make it work out? You know, What's gonna work, what's not gonna work? I'm sitting here like, you have a full-time job, I have a full-time job, we've been able to pay our expenses, we're doing pretty okay for ourselves. Like, I know what's to come with our current life, but she wants to further her life and I want to support her in that. And it scares me because we're like, how, you know, the, the unknown devils, how are we going to pay for it? Is it going to pay out in the end? You know, is she going to enjoy what she thinks she wants to go into? All these little devil in the detail things that it's like, I, I don't know. And so it scares me. And so I'm very risk averse. I've always, I always have been. I don't, I don't want to hold my wife back in any sort of way. But part of me just screams like, oh, you're in a fa- you're you're in a fine spot. Like don't don't go jumping overboard. You're in a boat already. Well, is the boat I'm in currently sinking? You know, am am I spending too much energy trying to hold on and stay in the boat that I currently have that by the time it sinks or I get thrown out, will I have enough energy to swim and get to the next boat or swim and get to shore? Or should I've just, you know, taken that leap and been like, yeah, I have the energy now. I have the spirit and drive now. I can make it to that, you know, whatever safety buoy or boat or shore there is to come in the future. It's so many unknowns. And we all have the same fear and experience. Like, it's not unique to me. It's not unique to me and my manager. Like, we all go through it to some degree. It's just sometimes you have to have these conversations with people and just be be honest and be vulnerable to really just make progress. Now, at the end of the conversation, my my manager was like, hey, I can't guarantee anything's going to change anytime soon, but I already have some ideas of things. And now that we have a better understanding, hopefully we can work to provide you the best opportunity we can possibly provide you while you're at this company and while I'm at this company, right? You know, he's not worried that I'm going to jump ship anytime soon. I'm not thinking of jumping ship anytime soon, but we had a vulnerable, honest conversation that I think was very positive, shed some light. We both learned a little bit and, you know, my manager's like, Hey, now I can better understand you and better help you. So again, very, very positive conversation. I'm so glad that I had it. Um, I, I learned a little bit about myself and, you know, a couple of things just got put into perspective for me.
I mean, I'm, I don't know what's coming next. I'm hopeful for the future. I don't know exactly how I'm going to get to where I'm going to get, but I, I do have hope that things will work out at the end of the day. So that's where I'm going to end it for this episode of Teb's Talks, the premier useless podcast. Go ahead, like, favorite, share, follow, rate this podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. JasonTebs.com, that's where you can find a, an aggregate of pretty much everything I do, minus my super secret project. Um, go ahead, follow me, Twitter at Pummelhead, Twitch, Pummelhead, YouTube, Pummelhead, P-U-M-M-E-L-H-E-A-D. Stick around. I know it's been a while since I recorded an episode. I've been in slide, slightly a creative funk lately. Um, but that conversation that I had with my manager kind of helped me recognize why I was in a creative funk and what was kind of going on up inside my head. So I felt a little inspired to talk about it today and a little inspired to just keep working on the things that I'm doing and putting my best foot forward that I can. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you in the next one. Peace.